Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have Will Rodriguez. He's the host of The Skeptic Metaphysician. Uh, it's a kind of different talk today. It's going to be fun, free. We're going to talk about his experiences with being a skeptic and how he's a bit of a believer now and who he interviews on his show. It's just really interesting and it got me very excited. He also talked about how um, his past life regression session went and it was very interesting i had the chills so here he is back to sherry in a second but i just wanted to talk about my favorite vitamins by mary ruth's i love to have the apricot peach and mango vitamin d gummies they are delicious and i know everybody has seen all these influencers getting these lymphatic drainage massages why not start with an amazing supplement in drop form the lymphatic drops are also awesome and i just got some new products that i'm going to try that i'm excited to um you know implement into my diet and if you guys want a code, it's Mary Ruth. You just go to their website, Mary Ruth Organics. It's an amazing company. It's all vegan, all natural, delicious. Use code Mary Ruth at checkout for a discount. I'm Will Rodriguez. I'm the host and producer of uh, the Skeptic Metaphysician radio show and podcast. And we explore all things metaphysical on the show. Great. Tell us how you started your podcast. How did it come to be? Well, this past year, like everybody else, um, COVID has really sent waves of uh, challenges down everyone's spine. And mm -hmm. I underwent a, a very serious breakdown, um, uh, emotional, psychological, um, where I had to take a leave from work. Um, it was COVID-related, but also work-related, plus just overall general life. And during my hiatus away, um, I started listening to mental health programs to try to get myself back on track in some way. But I found that the mental health podcasts, though great, weren't really what I needed to make myself feel whole. So... Mm -hmm. I started looking into alternatives. Now, I've been interested in the metaphysical and the spiritual for a very long time since I was in my 20s. I'm, I'm a lot older now. But uh, I have been looking into it for most of my life on and off, but never really dove into it with both feet, kind of like we did this time around. And then mm -hmm. this year, um, I decided that I couldn't find really what I was looking for. Um, so I, I thought that since I'm really kind of scientific in mind, I'm a skeptic at heart. I, I really, mm -hmm. I need to have um, physical, tangible proof. I need to be able to feel it, touch it, um, know that it's really there. I can't take anything on faith. Just It just goes contrary to who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've always asked the question like, well, how, how do you know? Is that really, really what's happening? Or is it just your mind making things up? That kind of stuff. So um, I, I stood up the show because I wanted to dive into each modality on its own. So mm -hmm. for the most part, we explore one topic per episode and 
I look at it from a very practical point of view where um, I talk to the expert on it and then we talk about what the what the modality is, where it comes from, what it's good for, mm-hmm. how it works, and then really try to figure out um, a way to explain, at least I do in my mind, how to explain it uh, more practically um, with the use of quantum mechanics and all that kind of stuff. But um, I t- so sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> That's okay. So it kind of saved you away in a way the podcast. It 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 did it completely it did um, it it's really meant as a as a for me it was a jump on point. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I was interested in metaphysics. I wanted to learn a lot about it. Uh, I wanted to dive into the world, but I was I was worried about uh, all the the woo of it all. Right, mm-hmm. I the I needed to I needed, to, <laughs> I needed to, yeah. uh, to keep my feet on the ground. So the show really now is a way for the audience members who might be interested in this world but aren't comfortable walking into a metaphysical bookstore or reaching out to someone who's a spiritualist to really dive into it. Um, It gives them an opportunity to explore these topics uh, from the comfort of their own home through the eyes of someone who maybe isn't 100% on board but but really believes, wants to believe, and is exploring these topics uh, individually in their on their behalf. I got it. Okay. And if it makes you feel any better, I do this, and I'm still not 100% on board with what I do and what I know. So oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep my feet on the ground also. It's kind of hard when you're constantly on Instagram and you're following all these other healers and coaches and psychics so I try to like limit my time that I'm not just like sucked in because you have to be very mindful it's true I mean I do this but I'm also a realist I'm very very logical so I was curious because I went through your podcast you had like great topics what was your favorite healing modality to talk on or just modality in general yeah so the heal I had a gentleman by the name of Scott Clover who is intuitive Hmm. healing um, uh, energy. Uh, he he reached out to me to come on the show, and I had never heard of intuitive energy healing. I had done Reiki mm-hmm. before, um, right. but um, didn't know anything about intuitive energy healing or how it works. So he offered me a session. Said, "Yeah, I'll, he, he'd give me a session, and if I if I felt that it was worthwhile, then I could have him on the show, and we could talk about it. And if not, then there was no no harm done." Right. So. So I agreed, and uh, one day he we scheduled a, a healing session, and I the day of I sent him a message saying, "Hey, you know, is there a link? Do you need me to be on camera somewhere?" He said, "No, I actually I want to do it on the phone. I prefer not to know what you look like or anything about you. Uh, I'd rather go into this totally cold," which surprised me to be honest with you. Right. But then we went ahead and did it on the phone, and. Uh, all I can say is, uh, wow! Um, <laughs> it, 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 not just the healing session itself, but but then the day or two or three afterward. Wow! He had warned three me about after. Wow! Yeah, he had he had warned me about certain things that could possibly happen, um, mm-hmm. and you know, as as a skeptic, I'm thinking, mm, right? He he said, you know, keep a a bowl of salt next to your bed when you sleep to absorb some of the negative energies that come out of you when you sleep, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, 
how real is that? So I'll just, I, I'm just not going to do that because I don't really think it's, it, it's necessary. Right. Uh, wow. Was I wrong? Um, it, it didn't happen the way he thought he, it might. He said that I might actually experience times where all of a sudden I was totally super giddy. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't control my, my glee or my laughter or something like that. Uh, okay. but it happened, it happened the opposite. I, Suddenly, my anxiety levels were through the roof, and I could not find a way to work my way out of that anxiety. So he said, if you have any problems, reach back out to me, and we'll work through it. And I, I did. I reached out and said, I don't know what's happening, but I'm, I'm about to lose it. And uh, he, he told me how to work it, and as soon as I did what he told me to do, uh, the anxiety went away. It, now, I, this could very well be, here's the skeptic in me. Mm-hmm. Could very well be me, my own mind saying, you know, giving myself an auto suggestion and, and just um, making whatever I think come to terms or come to pass. But there are things that happen that I can't really explain any other way yeah. than than healing. Yeah, I love that. I'll tell you a funny story that just happened. I was at my uncle's house and uh his two his kids like love when i do reiki on them especially his youngest he's very very spiritual and into it so he mm. had like an infection on his leg and he was in a lot of pain so i was like can you give me some reiki i'm like sure so i'm giving him some reiki and my uncle comes by he's a huge skeptic oh you feel it you feel his you feel his pain whatever mocking me <laughs> it's right. okay it's fine. I don't need any validation. So I'm working on him, and I suddenly get so, so nauseous. I'm like, Ethan, did you throw up? He goes, yeah, I threw up yesterday. You know? And he's just sitting there like, wow, amazing. I'm like, it's so it's great at his age. Like, he already has an understanding, and he, like, appreciates it. So then I was like, you know, don't be surprised when tomorrow you go to the bathroom a lot. You know, diarrhea. And he goes, okay. He's like, okay. So the next morning, my aunt texts me. She's like, yeah, you were right about Ethan. He's like, he's like going. I'm like, good, it's leaving his body. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, he's in a lot less pain. And yeah, so that was just like a recent incident. But it's nice to, um, I, I, hearing that, like that made me happy that you were able to connect to somebody like that. And, and it's beautiful, the power of intuitive energy healing. So yeah, what else does so, he do? super surprising. So let, let me tell you my story about Reiki because now that you mentioned yeah, it, 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 it brought it to mind. Um, this was uh, this was a while ago. I okay. uh, at, was in a metaphysical bookstore and I saw somewhere that said you know Reiki healing circles. And so every Friday they had these Reiki circles and everybody would go in and they would do a meditation. There was mm-hmm. probably uh, maybe fifty people in the room, and then there were five or six different practitioners going around behind you and gave, giving everybody Reiki around in the circle. Um, right. And so I, I went because I wanted to experience it because uh, I'm on this mm-hmm. path. And uh, the first time I went, I, I'm not sure I really felt anything, but uh, they said, well, you need to come back uh, because the first time you may not, but maybe another time you you might, but you know, come back and see what happens. So I went back a second time and suddenly I, I think I, I did feel something, but maybe it's just my mind. So then at the end they said, well, you know, we're having a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki one class um, on X day. If you want to come back, uh, we're happy to have you. So uh, what better way to know if this stuff is real, right? So I, I mm-hmm. dove myself in exactly. 
and so that day they they were doing the the Reiki uh, classes, and I think there were six or eight of us in the class, and they had a massage table, and they were showing us the hand positions and things like that, and someone would mm-hmm. be on the massage table, and the rest of us would be practicing our hand positions, while two by two they brought us into the back room, and they would give us the attunements. Mm-hmm. And as people were leaving the room, and they would come back and put their hands back on the person on the massage table. Everybody, mm-hmm. their, their eyes would go big and they go, oh, wow, this is amazing, that kind of stuff. And, okay, the skeptic in me is going, oh, <laughs> oh, right, okay, right, whatever. You know, that's, if it works for them, that's great. So then my turn came and I went to the to the back and they performed the tournaments on me and they, I, I felt no different when I came out. So I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. This is all BS. It's not really real. It's power of the mind, that kind of stuff. But whatever, you know, I've got another you know hour or two or whatever here, so I may as well just make the best of it. So then I went back to the massage table. I put my hands in the in the first position and holy <laughs> smokes, was I blown away. There was an absolutely palpable energy flow coming out of my hands that I'd never mm-hmm. felt before. And it only energized or it only activated as soon as I put my hands on this person on the massage table after my attunements. Mm-hmm. I... I I jerked my hands back. I mean, I totally, I actually was. I could not believe that here's a skeptic, right? A, a scientist going, this is bull. No way this is real. All of a sudden, I'm channeling this universal energy, and I was floored. I was, right then and there, I knew that's, that's the proof I needed that this stuff is really real, that we're more than just a three-dimensional world we live in. Mm. So, like, most skeptics I talk to, it's usually because they went to, like, some kind of psychic and they told them something scary or something that didn't happen. Did you ever have that experience? Yeah, I think we all have, right? We've, there's a pre-COVID day, the days there were these psychic fairs that people go to and mm-hmm. there's uh, the card readers or the tea leaf readers or, you know, the palm readers and um, nine times out of ten, it just seems like it's including like astrologers, right? Mm-hmm. And and I've been I've been curious about this stuff for a long time. I've read up on um, the books on the astral projection and uh, past life regression. Right, Brian K. Weiss, that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, oh, was a big thing for me. Mm. Yes, uh, but but again, I, I was very skeptical because I needed proof. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way with organized religion. I'm just like I can't just have blind faith in a god, right? I, how do I know I'm not just being just like the primitive man when they were worshiping the sun, right? So I, I need right. I need more concrete proof for me. Um, my stance on all that has completely changed, by the way, since I started the show. But that's a whole other story. But um, <laughs> uh, I. It seemed that every psychic that I went to or astrologer or anything like that was telling me things they were telling me things that were so vague that it could have fit mm-hmm. anybody right so it's, yeah. it's just like no one ever said anything to me that struck me between the eyes and made me go, "Wow, how right. did you know that right This was all like, uh, yeah, right, and then you know you watch on t v um some of these um channelers or mediums that are in a big mm-hmm. room full of people and they say, okay, there's someone here, someone here, someone has someone with a name, start with a G, start with a G. And of course, someone in the audience is going to have somebody yeah, that passed with a name <laughs> the G. So it just didn't seem credible for me. Um, but 
the ironic thing is that I wanted to believe so bad. I really, really wanted this to be real because I've been afraid of death my entire life. Mm, when I was very young, the, when, when suddenly the, the, the fact of our own mortality made itself known to me, I panicked. I, would, I, don't know, I was eight years old or something like that, and the, fact, the thought of me just not existing again ever, like just not no existence, scared the living daylight out of me. So, oh. yeah, right. So, so this was a way for me to, if there if there is an afterlife, if there is a divine, if there is something, if we're more than just these bodies that we inhabit, then I don't have to be afraid of dying anymore. Right, so that's mm, where I went into good. the Brian K. Weiss stuff and the Shirley MacLaine stuff and the all that. I started looking into it because I so desperately wanted to ease my fears. And none of these people were giving me anything that couldn't have been said by just reading my body language or throwing something out there and seeing what my initial reaction would be to then piggyback on. I see. So, so did yeah. you do so, past life? Did you do the re- like? Did you get hypnotized? Did you do a I, I I have. So interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it just so happens that during one of my Reiki sessions, before I was mm-hmm. a Reiki one, because um, I went to those circles several times, um, mm-hmm. I went into such a deep meditation that without anything being called out, I saw myself as a young girl in uh, some ancient times where I was in a tent, my hands were bound and some men grabbed me and among, along with um, a bunch of other little girls and brought us out to a field somewhere oh my before God, I, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Before I saw it, I felt the heat of flames because I had, uh, a, a, um, my, my eyes were, were, uh, Oh my gosh! I had a I had a band a bend around my eyes. I couldn't uh, blindfold. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was blindfolded. Okay. They took my blindfold off, and there was apparently my who I identified as my teacher on mm. the stake being burned, and I couldn't stand it, so I threw myself in the fire with her. Oh my god! Well, I didn't know that back in the olden days. Uh, I thought mm. witches were all hung. So, and, it, and that is the case in the you know, in the states, right? Witches were right. hung, but in mm. Europe, witches were burned at the stake. I didn't yeah. know that at the time. And it turns out, when I woke up, well, when I came out of my meditation, the Reiki master teacher, I looked at her, and I suddenly recognized she was the person I had been. She was my teacher back then, and she was who I tossed myself into the fire for. Are so, you serious? I'm a hundred percent. That was, yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. It was, it was, uh, yes. So we had a, a, a we established a very firm relationship after that, um, which is I why I decided to go in the Reiki one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but then fast forward to now, uh, Leora Leon, who's a, a, a really well-respected, she's a, she's a amazing human being. Uh, she's a past life regression therapist. Mm-hmm. Among a bunch of other things, she was actually a guest on my show. We talked about all kinds. Of, she we we went so far out that I wasn't even prepared for half the conversation that we had. But wow. so she offered a past life regression for me, and um, mm-hmm. I I I accepted, and we went through 
a regression where she actually regressed me to three or four different lifetimes. But okay. those weren't as deep as the one I had when that I just told you about when I was uh, undergoing Reiki. So mm. um, I, I'm curious because um, I do know that I might have been, my mind might have not been able to completely throw myself deeply into it because we were recording it for a show, that kind of stuff. So I'm curious, but I, I'd love to, I'd love to do it again with her to see if, if there's any difference if, when we're not recording it. I, you know, I think that's a great idea because I've had, and I've heard people who have had maybe like past life regressions and then who have had uh, Reiki sessions that can see multiple different lives. So it's based on where you are in your life and like what you are dealing with, like a problem and you want a solution, mm. you're going to manifest that. You're going to manifest the, the answer, the solution in your either past life regression session or in your Reiki session. So you sense. just have to like you yeah you have to go in with like what do I want to like solve right now, and then it'll show think, you. Yeah, that's a great point because when I when we were doing this past life regression, it wasn't like I need I'm I'm doing this for a purpose. This, this was more like yeah let's let's check it out. So um, it, it felt like I was kind of rudderless. Like she would bring me down and say, okay, on the count of three, you are somewhere. Open up your eyes. Where are you? And I and I, my mind would be searching, 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 and then it just it would land on something. So I don't know if I was trying really hard to put myself in the past life or whether my mind actually did put me there. So I, I need to, uh, I do, I need to do it again, I think. <laughs> um, so any other, like any other like new modalities you'd like to get into and try that you're maybe a little like scared of or you're a little hesitant, skeptic of anything that's caught your eye lately? Well, yeah, there is, um, I had a guest, I had a, a, a member of the audience reach out to me, and we talked a little bit about astral projection earlier, about the fact that I, I wanted to do it. But uh, she Are reached you out sure? because it's, it's annoying. <laughs> no, I'm Is kidding. it really? Uh, <laughs> um, I so I do it when I'm very, very, very stressed out. Um, sometimes when I do it, I get it's it's pretty scary, and you also like wake up in the morning like you want to eat. I don't know, like a village of people <laughs> when you travel. Yes. But please continue. Sorry. Sorry to give you my thoughts. No, no, no problem. <laughs> um, I I just, I can't. So just like I've been afraid of, of death my whole life, I've also had this unbelievable desire to fly. Mm. So to me, astral, astral projection or, or journey out of my body since you're freed of your body, I've heard stories that you, you, it's like you are floating. You're, you're free of your body. You're, you're flying. So that's always been interesting to me, but I'm, I am afraid of it because yeah. I read, um, what is that man's, um, is it Robert Jordan? Uh, let me see. There is a, uh, Monroe, Robert Monroe. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, Journey Out of the Body. Journeys Out of the Body. And in it, he, he gives step-by-step -step instructions on how to do it all, which is why I was reading the book. But then he also talks about different entities that are out there mm -hmm. that maybe don't mean you the best intentions. So then yeah. that 
as soon as I read that, that scared the bejesus out of me. So <laughs> all thought of the astral projection has, has stopped since then. This is a long time ago. But then this guest reached out and she says, I've got a story you need to tell. Uh, can I come on your show? And I interviewed her and she went step by step exactly what happened. And it was absolutely fascinating to me. So it, it's rekindled my interest in astral, astral projection um, for lots of different reasons. But I'm, I'm super, super curious about that. Um, then there's also, we, our, our, our latest episode is about scientific hand analysis. And when she reached out to me, I thought it was palm reading, right? And we just talked yeah, about... Yeah, it kind of sounds like that in a way. Yeah, yeah. We just talked about these psychic fairs where you have palm readers and here's your lifeline. You can have three kids because mm-hmm. these lines here says... So I was curious, so I brought her on. And wow. Uh, and this maybe is not really as metaphysical as as palm reading because she really does a science behind everything on your hand blemishes spots lines there's all kinds of things wow, but that's cool it, oh we spent the entire time entire interview staring at our hands and uh she she says there there, there are marks that on your hands that actually are called gift marks which uh signify what your gifts in life are supposed to be and apparently Scientific hand analysis can actually find what your true life's purpose really is. Mm-hmm, I Whereas, heard that. Oh, I hadn't, so that was it was <laughs> fascinating to me. And um, and she said because one of the questions was, well, if if we cut our hand and we have a suddenly a, a new line or or a scar, does that then change our life's path? And she said, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there, I mean, there all these all these things that. You know, here's something. The more interviews I do, mm-hmm. the more I find, and I talk about this on, on the show a lot, the more I find that we're all saying the exact same thing, we're just using different words. Yeah. So all the modalities, they all point to the same thing. But the way we reach it is a choice that we make along the lines, along the path. So whether you are using hand analysis or astrology or mm-hmm. uh, channeling or anything like that to, to get uh, – um, accessing the, Akash- the Akashic records, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you do it, as long as you get on a path. It doesn't matter what path it is because we're all going to go to the same place. And – it's fascinating to me because at first I was thinking, well, how can this be true if this other thing is true, right? If, if you're saying this is yeah. absolutely the fact, then how can this other person that says something completely different be the fact? I, I couldn't put those two things together. But now I'm realizing that both are absolutely true. Um, just because you use hand analysis doesn't mean that astrology – isn't just as valid. It's just what resonates for you. Um, where so so my co-host Karen, astrology does not resonate with her at all, like at all, okay. to the point where she's, yep, she's she's just like, nope, this is not not for me whatsoever, uh, and and that's perfectly fine. But but everything else, she is both feet completely in. She is a believer one hundred percent, much more so than me. Yeah. Um, but I'm finding astrology 
absolutely fascinating because I've had my birth chart, birth chart it's done. Science. It, it, it's and it's funny that you say that because uh, I actually do my research for the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I found a lot of people calling it a pseudoscience, and I thought, no. "Wow, this this must be incredibly offensive <laughs> to an astrologer to yeah. to call their science a pseudoscience." Um, but the skeptic in me back in the day was thinking, "How is it even? How could it be possible mm-hmm. that where the planets are at the time that I was born? How can they possibly?" have any say in who I am as a person. It, it, you know, it's it just it didn't seem plausible. Right. Well, yeah. I, now I'm starting to see things a lot differently. Um, and it's, it is absolutely fascinating. Um, I don't really resonate with certain modalities, but uh, some of the others, uh, are, I'm completely convinced are, are paths that I, that I should look down which is really the whole point of the show right to give all the different modalities out there and then have the audience choose which one fits better for them yeah like i don't really believe in tarot but i've had multiple tarot readers on and they've actually been probably the most successful episodes and most like people gave me the best feedback because it was so accurate and so just real i think that coffee cup readers are not uh they're not reading the symbols. They're, they're clairvoyants that are able to see certain things. And then they use the teas, tea leaves as some kind of like medium to help explain it to you. Right. Like those are the things it, that I don't connect to as much. It's funny that you say that because I just interviewed a Torah reader uh, last week. And mm. one of the questions I had was because I've, I've heard this a lot, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, he he does not consider the tarot deck a tool, but rather it's uh-huh. um, it's something that that he's able to interpret and all that kind of stuff. But uh, talking to tarot readers and astrologers and channels and mediums and uh, psychics and um, it seems that coffee cup readers and tarot deck readers and all mm. these different. Uh, we had someone that reads the runes on the show. Um, it just seems like they are all tools that activate your own clairvoyant senses. That's where you're getting yeah. the messages from. Uh, at least to me, that's what it seemed like. So when I say we're all talking, we're all saying the same thing, just using different tools mm-hmm. is probably a better way of putting it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm so interested now in the hand reader because I've had this like random spot on my right hand. It just came out of nowhere, and now I'm just going to, oh. like, upset. The Virgo in me is going to obsess over it now that <laughs> <laughs> I look into it. Well, I would, I would suggest you listen to that uh, hand analysis, yes. analysis show that's on that we just released. I, I'm pretty sure that, it, that she would probably say that's a, that's a gift marking. That that does mean something. So, um, oh, the uh, splinter. That, that, that just came back. Uh, b- but then if it is a splinter, then it's something. It, it's meant to be something. Like, why would it all of a sudden come back, right? So there's a reason why it's there. Uh, and maybe uh, Spirit is giving you a message that you have to know. And we just don't know what, don't know what it is. We have no way of, of translating it because we're not hand analyzers. I've also been having ringing in my right ear, which they say is Spirit. I'm like, oh, please go away. I have to take it in. It's new. It's all new for me. Like, all, like different... 
different abilities are coming and I'm just like trying to get by, discover them, let them come in, not be so fearful that I used to be because there's a lot of fear that comes with being a healer and a psychic, I guess. And it's just, it's a fun journey. Right. And so I'm conflicted. I really want, you talk about new gifts coming to you and I really want to experience some of those things. But at the same time, I've always heard that any time of any type of birth, whether it's first birth or rebirth is messy Mm -hmm. and painful and difficult. And this ascension that we're all apparently experiencing over time is going to be incredibly messy. And one of my biggest concerns is I have a daughter, she's 10 and I'm, I'm scared. I'm worried for her, for the the way that, that the world is going in, right. Whether it's political or um, climate change or I mean, all kinds of stuff. I'm really scared for her, but so I asked the I've asked the question of a lot of people on my show, and mm-hmm. uh, about if we're all going down this good path, we're all ascending, we're all becoming like we're it's the age of Aquarius. How, how is it? Why is it the world is in such a bad place? It just looks like we're going in the opposite direction. Yeah, and the answer has always been, yeah, rebirth is messy. It's going to get really uncomfortable before we all finally move on and. Exactly. That what makes I was sense to me. But it scares the living daylights out of me. For me, I know. my daughter, I mean, I'm scared for our I don't world. have kids yet, and I'm already yeah. thinking that far because of what I see and what I sense. So, yeah. Trust yeah. Me. It's, it's a scary <laughs> time. So. Oh, well, thank you for coming on my podcast. I'm excited to come on yours tomorrow. I had a nice conversation. Can you tell everybody where to listen to your podcast and where to contact you if they want to be a guest? Can they be a guest? Yeah, no, I'm always looking for for good guests. If you have a modality that we've not touched on in the show before or a different slant on a modality that we've already had on the show, I'm always open to booking new guests that that would be good for the audience. Um, You can find the show on any of the major podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, um, Podchaser, uh, QuickCast, all of them. Uh, But probably the easiest way is if you just go to skepticmetaphysician.com uh, all of the episodes are embedded there, but you can also subscribe to the show. If you listen like me, I listen to podcasts on my phone. So mm-hmm. you can subscribe to the show directly from that webpage so that it goes to your phone. Um, it, you can also uh, subscribe to the newsletter. There's also a members, uh, members area that gives you the discounts. Like, for example, there's a discount for your for the hand analysis, for example, uh, oh, on nice. there that's only accessible to, to members. So... Um, it, it's a, it's, we're trying to build a really cool community out of it. So skepticmetaphysician.com is the best place to go. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I look forward to it. Thanks so much for your time. Take care, of course. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.